Hey there, and thanks for tuning into episode 64 of the Eyes Free Sports Podcast. My name is Greg Lindbergh. Here on episode 64 of the podcast, we are visiting with two brothers from the St. Louis, Missouri area. And both brothers happen to be visually impaired with the same genetic retinal condition. And they're both very active in adaptive sports, uh, specifically over the last several years, competing in both blind hockey as well as beat baseball for the two teams there in the St. Louis area. So let's go ahead and strap on the skates, hit the ice, pick up the bat, hit the beat ball field, and get rolling now with episode 64. Okay, so joining me on this episode of Eyes Free Sports, uh, we have two brothers. Uh, We have Kyle and Sean Bora. And uh, we'll start with uh, Sean, the younger brother. Sean, welcome to the podcast. Hello, Greg. Appreciate you joining us here. And then Kyle, welcome. Thanks for having us, Greg. Glad to be here. Definitely really excited about this episode. And I know both of you have been uh, pretty active over the last several years in uh, several adaptive sports. So really looking forward to getting uh, getting into this here. So I understand that both of you have uh, retinitis pigmentosa, correct? Yes. Gotcha. And I guess uh, let's start with uh, let's start with Kyle on this one. Uh, just talk to me about you know your your current vision and if you just want to explain maybe how it's changed over time or whatnot. Yeah. So um, I have the pretty typical RP uh, symptoms. Basically, have RP consists of field constriction and loss of visual acuity. Um, I have probably a rather wide field for some people with RP, um, but I have lost a lot of acuity. That's my main loss over the years. And I used to be able to somewhat read when I was in elementary school, obviously then progressed to large print and CCTV use. Um, But in the middle school and high school, I was exclusively um, Braille and audio material. And now going through university, um, and into the workforce, I'm have basically just enough vision to see that there is something up on the screen, but of a, like a computer, but nowhere I can't like read anything on screen. Um, and using uh, NVDA or Voiceover or uh, Braille, whatever screen reader I can get my hands on, um, and uh, I can see uh, some colors if it's close and a lot of light. Um, but green and blue and orange and pink and red kind of blend together and obviously very very much loss of detail and distance viewing. Um, I like to say I have just enough vision to get myself in trouble, which is about most of it nowadays. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I'm pretty, pretty similar to that, uh, that you know, current state that you're in. Yeah. And uh, Sean, how about you? I'm basically the same in the fact that I have RP as well. Um, The only thing different is that um, through life I have had um, a lot more vision than my brother, whereas his has has become more stable or has been more stable uh, throughout his life. I had, um, I was reading Noah Print uh, through sophomore year of high school i probably should have stopped about seventh or eighth grade but um 
I'm stubborn. Uh, and so uh, was reading normal print, ended up going to uh, blown up print um, in high school. And once I hit college and also a little bit of high school, I was solely auditory screen reader. Um, and ever since college, my vision has dramatically decreased to where um, in most cases, I have worse vision than Kyle at this point. Um, it's actually kind of funny. I just did an acuity test today with my low vision specialist. And uh, just to put something on the paper for acuity, he put at me at 21,000. Um, and it's worse than that. So. <laughs> gotcha. Yup. Yup. Um, so as far as your childhood, uh, you know, for both of you growing up, in terms of uh let's let's start with sports i'm curious uh, sean did you participate in any sports growing up yeah so i did a little um i always did the obligatory uh ride bikes around uh play kickball with, with my friends and all that kind of stuff i i lived a pretty n normal life I, I i don't want to say normal because i'm not normal uh you'll definitely find that out uh, uh but uh but I, I i did all the kid things um and pretty much lived a sided life or at least wanted to so i did all that stuff i also did judo um in middle school oh, cool. uh, middle school elementary school um got up to orange belt ended up leaving because of grades and never really came back until about was it three or four years ago, Kyle? Um, and really didn't stick with it even the, uh, uh, then. Um, oh, and we also did some jujitsu as well. Um, just like really, really basic stuff um, for a month or two. I ended up not sticking with that. Always loved like sports video games um, back when Kyle and I had much more vision like the early 2000s, because um, I was born in 96. Um, we had a PlayStation 2 and would play like triple play baseball, NHL 2002, all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, sports have always been in our household some way or another. Gotcha. Very cool. And Kyle, how about your uh, sports or athletic journey? Yeah, um, sort of how, sort of what Sean alluded to. Um, I did a lot of the kids stuff, kickball and bike riding even when i probably shouldn't have because like <laughs> yeah. I, like we said before i i had much lower vision that growing up as sean did so when he could probably ride his bike i probably shouldn't be um but i i i mean sean says he was into the sports stuff i think i was even more into the sports stuff than he was yeah um we we live in st louis and st louis is a big baseball town and to a lesser degree hockey um but big sports town is Saint, that St. Louis is. Um, I always wanted to play baseball, but um, being with the vision I had, I never could do team sports. Um, like gym class was the fun class for a lot of kids. Gym class is not the fun class for me because I couldn't participate in a lot of things, even though I wanted to. Right. Um, and so it, I, tr I tried to do what I could. And that was obviously restricted to video games um, until we got more opportunities here in St. Louis to do a lot of the adaptive sports and stuff, which we'll get into in a little bit. Um, but yeah, I always wanted to compete and a very competitive person, um, but 
couldn't in a lot of cases, unfortunately. But uh, there's a drive, but for a long time there wasn't the means, unfortunately. Right. Understandable. And then as far as education, uh, so Kyle, just talk to me about your educational journey. As I kind of alluded to with growing up, um, I quickly needed services in into elementary school and um, I was initially in a private school um, at our church and in between my third grade year and fourth grade year, my parents uh, figured out that I couldn't continue with the private school because I needed services from the special school district. And um, if you're um, not in the U.S., um, the special school, school district will provide accommodations, um, Braille, large print, CCTV, et cetera, for you um, if you need it. But they don't go into uh, private schools. You have to ha be in a public school. And my parents didn't really want to enroll me in a public school, um, but they saw that it was the best thing for me. And at that point, I started learning Braille into fourth grade. And my uh, uh, TVI said that uh, I was the kid that picked up the Braille the quickest she'd ever seen in their life. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, I, like I said, I used it all the way through the rest of um, school where I could. Um, I was always very math and science orientated. And when I went um, in after graduating high school, I went away from that because I initially was going to school for uh, pre-law to be a lawyer and kind of quickly found out that it wasn't for me. Um, and I took a little bit of a break and figured out what I wanted to do. And I kind of came back to my um, math and technology and this sort of STEM side of my um, brain. And I kind of, st I started coding and really, 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 really liked it. And I was like, Oh, I want to do this. <laughs> uh, so I went back to, um, uh, community college, finished out my associates and ended up, um, going to Webster university here in St. Louis and getting a double major in computer science with an emphasis in cybersecurity, uh, and a math degree, uh, which was quite, uh, a lot of work to do. Oh yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, but uh, I graduated in 2019, um, and just before the lovely pandemic, when no one was hiring, I <laughs> uh, was trying to get a job. Uh, but thankfully, in 2021, um, just over a year ago, I got hired as a software developer uh, for the state of Missouri, which is technically based in Jefferson City, uh, but because I got hired um, under the COVID protocols that they were running at that point, um, I was a, I'm able to work remote um, from St. Louis, which is really, really nice. And I don't have to go um, into the office any, or move to Jeff City, um, which is really nice. Very cool. That's awesome. Hey, congrats on you know the, those degrees, your, your new job here, yeah. relatively new. Very cool. Yep. And Sean, let's go over to you in terms of education and if you want to talk about career as well. Yeah. So I was nowhere near as good of a student as Kyle was. Um, I got through high school, emphasis on got through high school, um, ended up going to um, a community college for um, my general education stuff, mainly in, in the fact that it was cheaper. Um, a whole bunch cheaper um and at the time i wanted to go into uh clinical um 
counseling, counseling, um, therapy work, um, all that kind of stuff. Ended up taking a human services course um, with an amazing instructor named Dr. Behrman. Loved the class. Loved Dr. Behrman, but very quickly <laughs> realized it was not for me. Um, so I kind of um, went out um, through my classes trying to figure out what I wanted. Ended up going to Webster University like Kyle was because I saw that he was having um, great success with their accessibility department at Webster University, which um, if you've got a, a, an accessibility team behind you that uh, supports you and bends over backwards for you like they were, that's 99% of it. Um, and um, so went through and ended up getting a major in management with an emphasis in marketing. Um, I could have stayed another semester and got a double major in management and marketing, but I just wanted to be done. Um, and I graduated from Webster in 2021 and uh, May of 2021 and looking for jobs and still a little bit of the pandemic and wasn't finding much, um, ended up applying at Apple retail, um, and ended up getting a job at Apple retail. Um, I'm at, at the, uh, Apple West County mall store here in St. Louis. Uh, the other stores, the Galleria mall store. Um, I've been there for six months this month. Um, and while it isn't where I wanted to end up cause I wanted to use more of my marketing side um, of my degree um, and go into marketing, sports marketing, um, just marketing in general. Um, it's what I've got right now. Um, I absolutely love my job. I love the people I work with, um, which again is 90% of, yep. of, of you liking your job. Um, I like 99% <laughs> of the customers I work with. <laughs> the other 1% pays for all. Um, and other than that, um, if I ever leave Apple, um, I don't think I realize right now how well Apple's going to look on my resume, even if it is still retail. Um, and if, if I move up in Apple, uh, I'm still working, uh, for a great company. Awesome. Oh, I didn't say, uh, what I did. Um, sorry. I, I I'm a sales specialist at, uh, Apple West County. So basically anything that you can buy on the web on apple.com or in store. Uh, I'm one of the people that sells it to you. Nice. Very cool. And obviously, you know, Apple and accessibility, it's, it's a pretty good marriage. So I would imagine you're pretty, you know, familiar and well-versed in all the accessibility features of, of Apple products. Yeah. It's, it's actually really nice. Um, I'm using that accessibility to, um, actually train a friend that I referred to Apple retail. And, um, I was one of the people helping, uh, to, uh, train him for the sales floor. Uh, and he just was, uh, re released off of, uh, reverse shadow, uh, Friday. So yeah, it's, it's, it's been really nice, um, to, um, use what I've, I've learned to help others, um, both as our customers and as a friend of mine who's being hired. And so there it's interesting 
talking about access- accessibility, there is a um, there's myself. There is my friend who's also a sales specialist, and then there is a fully deaf technical expert. I think hmm. is his title, and so basically he's one of the genius bar people that helps helps with uh, technical and phone repair and such. So yeah, it's it's nice. it's great there. That's awesome. And I know, you know, as we all know, uh, the the unemployment rate among people with disabilities, you know, specifically the blind community, is still pretty dang high. So, you know, congrats to both of you on on working. Yeah. I count my blessings every day for having a full time job, and so that's hey, that's awesome. Yep. Um, so before we get into adaptive sports, I did want to ask both of you about your parents. You know, obviously kids with disabilities and you know being raised by parents from the the parental standpoint it can be a challenge having kids in general but especially kids with disabilities and i'm curious if you just want to talk about uh you know the support of your parents how they've pushed you to be successful to be where you are today and uh, kyle we can start with you uh yeah they were really supportive um they didn't really put too many barriers on us um like there were certain barriers that they were like no maybe you shouldn't do that because you're probably going to get hurt doing (laughs) that uh but for the most part they like like we said they let us play outside probably when we shouldn't have been (laughs) um uh but they 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 let us lead as as full lives as we as we could um and they uh helped us out for sure with school when we needed it, when we didn't have accessible content. Uh, they, they stayed up way too late reading lots of textbooks to us on many occasion. Uh, doing my math homework. <laughs> yes, that too. Um, and uh, they, they, did, they did a great job. You don't really think about it in, in, in the situation of um, uh, that you're in. You can only look back at it in context, but uh, a while ago, uh, when we were at church, we had a sermon uh, from a lady at a church, and she talked about her from her perspective as a parent raising a uh, kid with multiple disabilities. Hmm. And you just don't get that context when you're in the situation. It's like, wow, you. Her explanation is like just really resonated with me, and it's 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 a whole different spectrum, a whole different side of the story when you can um, see that. But they did they did great work. Awesome. And Sean, anything else to add to that? Not really. I mean, um, we were never really told no, that we can't do something. Um, not in that they, uh, ability wise, if it was no, it was, uh, I don't want you to, uh, not that you physically can't. Um, so, I mean, of the two, our, our dad was the more, um, helicoptery i guess um but uh no i mean it we've we we've we aren't dead so <laughs> good point <laughs> we, we we've got all our fingers yep, and everything and toes and <laughs> nice i appreciate that perspective uh so in terms of adaptive sports so i kind of get the sense that you guys kind of got into adaptive sports around the same time in terms of the timeline is that pretty accurate yeah a little bit um i i guess our first 
foray into adaptive sports was um specifically was when sean um started some of the blind hockey stuff that's right um, i i was kind of exposed to it through some of the summer camps um that i went to um same they did like a sports day or a sports week depending on what program it was and so we kind of knew like yeah. goalball existed beatball existed um you could tandem bike but um the resources and and stuff wasn't out there in st louis quite as of yet because this was like um mm -hmm. mid to late uh 2000s um so just the infrastructure wasn't there um but uh yeah now we have multiple programs here in st louis and lots of opportunities definitely and sean i know i had read that uh i believe you had posted something on facebook about blind hockey and that kind of got the the puck you know moving so to speak in terms of uh establishing the st louis blues blind hockey club right yeah it was um it was a weird about six eight months it was i was at st louis community college um i i had actually skipped class that day <laughs> <laughs> mom dad uh i i didn't say that um and uh and i was like the blues were in the playoffs or, or something like that um and i was like they've got to have blind hockey right like like surely like something and so i googled and i literally spent like the next week or two just deep diving mm. into everything blind hockey if you know anything about me if i'm passionate about something I am hundred percent. I do uh, deep dives. I will just go a hundred percent in, into something. And I, I went around and liked all the, and, and followed and subscribed all, all the socials of every single solitary team and was basically stalking them. Um, and at one point, there was a team out in DC. Um, it's not necessarily the team that's out there right now. Um, they were live on Facebook and I was like, Hey, I want to do this. <laughs> and not five or 10 minutes later, their coach sent me a message on messenger, Facebook messenger. And he was like, Hey, um, I'm going to be out in St. Louis in like two months. We'll start this. And I'm like, Whoa, hello. Okay. <laughs> um, and I was telling my mother about this. And uh, when I tell this, she chimes in uh, with, uh, yeah, and my, um, uh, and the alarm bells of my son is talking to strange people on the internet is, uh, is going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, what ended up happening was a couple months later in June or July of 2017, we ended up having our first uh, tri blind hockey event. Um, where about 25 people came out, tried blind hockey. Um, we provided pads and sticks and um, ice and coaches and volunteers to help people. Um, and overall, it was a, a success. Um, about six months later, we had our next event. Um, and by that time, um, our, our president, uh, Jeff, he plays like weekend pickup hockey with a bunch of um, people that work at the blues organization and all, all that kind of stuff, which is our um, NHL um, 
team here in St. Louis, the St. Louis Blues. And he, at the time, was the senior vice president of outreach and marketing or something like that. Mm. Um, and um, Steve uh, was his name. Ended up having lunch with Steve. And within about six months, eight months of us starting, we were um, sponsored and picked up by by the Blues. Wow. Um, which... Yeah, it was, uh, and within that time, we scheduled a tri-blind hockey event at the at uh, what was Scott Trade Center, but is now the Enterprise Center, where the St. Louis Blues play, um, and that was that was on my bucket list of like just surreal. Like, what is life right now? <laughs> like, I am I'm seriously skating on the ice at the enterprise center with a bunch of blues alumni, Barrett Jackman, um, president of the St. Louis blues. Uh, it's just like pinch me right now. <laughs> oh yeah. That's amazing. So that was how all that stuff started. It, it, it was, uh, it, there's no way that, that I could have done it without all of the help of, um, the people that we work day in, day out with now. Um, it's, there's there's no I in team. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. And I was reading uh I believe it's the the BVA, the Blind of Veterans uh, Association that also kind of helped kickstart things. Yep. Yeah, Br Bruce Porter uh was the guy out there. Um I don't know if he still does the Washington Elite BVA stuff anymore, but uh but yeah, he he came out, dropped a bunch of equipment off with us and it's like, here you go. Have fun. Wow. <laughs> um, so just talk to me about your your position that you play on the ice and just, you know, what why you're so passionate about this sport, what you really enjoy most out of getting out there on the ice. I'll start by explaining a little bit of what blind hockey is. If you've listened to the podcast like I have, I know that like Doug Goist and Christine Callagy have been on the uh, podcast. But yeah, so blind hockey is a little bit different than most adaptive sports in the fact that it is it's minimally adapted in the fact that um it's it has the same rules as normal uh, ice hockey because because it is it is ice hockey um and the only modifications are that if you go into the offensive zone as the attacking team to score a valid goal you must make a a pass to your teammate doesn't have to be like cross ice it just has to be a pass to a teammate before you can score a valid goal you can shoot at the net anytime it's just not going to count right. if you uh, get in the goal if the puck is dead in the crease which is what the goalie's uh position is um on the ice right in front of the net in the blue paint um is the crease if it's dead in the crease it is whistled dead for player safety um and the fact that the goalie is the only person blindfolded on the ice. Um, the net is a foot shorter. So instead of being uh, six foot wide by five foot tall, which is a normal ice hockey net, it is six foot wide by four foot tall, which helps pucks keep down, uh, which, which keeps pucks down, which it really doesn't, but it also gives the goalies a little bit of a chance. Um, which I, 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 I've played with a normal goal. No, thank you. Um, <laughs> the only other modification is the puck. It is um, three times larger than a normal puck. 
It is five and a half inches wide and two and a half inches thick, made of uh, steel and is hollow with eight ball bearings inside that rattle. Um, it is um, not perfect, but it's the puck that we've got. Um, the only other thing, what makes it different about um, adaptive, normal adaptive sports, um, like blind soccer, beat baseball, is that um, you use the vision you have. Um, and the fact that the forwards that are doing the most skating and shooting have the most vision just due to the nature of, of the position. The defensemen, which there are two of, forwards are three on the ice for each team. Two defensemen on the ice for each team, and they have the middle amount of vision, usually B2s. Um, and the goalie um, is blindfolded. Um, there's one per side on goalies. Uh, to play internationally on like Team USA, Team Canada, you have to be registered B1. Um, but both goalies are blindfolded to make it even. So going to the positions I've played and such, so I have played both defensemen when I had more vision um, as a B2, and uh, now I play goalie as basically a B1. If I'm not a B1, I'm the lowest possible B2 possible. Um, And I ended up moving to goalie because I ended up getting a concussion. Mm-hmm. as a defenseman um, and just thought that goaltending might be a better fit for me. And it ended up being the best decision I ever made. Um, I am now playing at a higher level than I ever could ever do as a defenseman. Um, I play at the Red Division Elite level um, with basically Team USA players. Um, I'm not on Team USA, hopefully eventually, but, yep. um, and I, I like it so much just in general, but goalie, but it, it, hockey in general, because it's so minimally adapted, um, it is so fast. Um, it one cause it's hockey cause it's the best sport on earth, but it's, it just allows me to to be a family out in the ice. Um, There's nothing better than team sports. You're, you're banded uh, together with your brothers and sisters because um, like most blind sports, uh, and hockey's co-ed as well. Um, And there's, there's nothing better than team sports. Nothing. Absolutely. I totally second that. And Kyle, back to you. Uh, talk to me about your experience with uh, blind hockey. When Sean was starting the team, I was at uh, Webster at the time, um, staying on campus. Even though we lived in St. Louis, I was staying on campus because it was just the easier thing to do, not having to commute. And so all of a sudden I heard one day uh, we were starting this blind hockey team. And there was this date on the calendar when we had this tried event and uh, I had been like, I'd liked sports in general and I'd obviously watched hockey, but it wasn't my favorite. I'd always been a baseball fan, true and true number one first, Um, but I enjoyed hockey and watched the blues when they were on and, and stuff. But I was like, Oh, 
uh, I guess I'll give this plun hockey thing a try. Yo. Um, it's, it's something to do because at that point I had I wasn't I was in school. I didn't have any other sports or anything like that. Um, and uh, one thing Sean didn't really touch on it. Um, this is sort of similar for both of our situations. We obviously didn't know how to skate, at least not officially, not like you have to yeah, learn to skate yeah. to play hockey. Right. Um, and so we were both, even six months later um, at the Enterprise, or eight months later at the Enterprise event, I, I still could even barely stand up on skates then. And I was had this mixture of feelings in my head of, oh my gosh, I'm skating at the Enterprise Center where the Blues play, and holy cow, I still can't skate. <laughs> <laughs> nope, yeah, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. I'm skating at the Enterprise Center, but I'm also falling at the Enterprise Center. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, falling and legs quaking like a hurt, like an earthquake. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, we we quickly got practices together um, and started really learning to skate. Um, our our coaches that we have now they they treat us like we're playing um, hockey for, for first most and blind hockey second most. Hmm. Um, so they, they're teaching us position hockey. They're teaching us how to skate like regular um, hockey players. And uh, it's an amazing workout. I have played defense um, for our team. Um, I have played a tiny bit of forward, but my vision really limits me um, there. Um, I It would be one of the lo- well, pretty low B2. I'm not quite to B1, but uh, in that vicinity. Um, so yeah, my, my vision really limits me there. Um, but I really love the freedom of skating on the ice and, uh, there's nothing like being able to move at 20 plus miles an hour, um, out there and being free and you're not completely impervious, but you feel it cause you, you have all your pads on. And if you bump into the wall, you're, you're not going to feel it. If you fall, you're not going to feel it. You just hop right back up. Um, and that, uh, feeling of freedom is, is really great. Right. And John kind of, John kind of touched on it too, of the team sports. Um, and I think that'll be a theme, um, throughout some of our sports discussion, but the, the team camaraderie, um, in sports of sports teams is, is really big too. Um, we don't have a full team quite yet. Um, like most blind hockey teams out there but we go to the tournaments that are available through the disabled hockey festival and the um blind hockey classic um in the fall and there's the windy city tournament in the summer in chicago and uh, we have fun nice very cool and i guess sean if you want to just elaborate a little more on the relationship between the st louis blues club and then the blind hockey club in terms of uh i assume there's some kind of financial support or how you know how do those two organizations kind of work together yeah so um at the beginning um the st louis blues were definitely all in um with us um we were able to use their name and logo um we've got I, I I wear the same uh, blue note on my chest that the uh, St. Louis Blues uh, professional hockey team wears, um, which is a huge source of pride. Um, and I carry that both on and off the ice as it, as if I am wearing it um, everywhere I go. Um, 
at the beginning they were um providing us with uh ice time um with ice being um about i forget if our ice was 200 or 60 bucks or 360 bucks for an hour of ice time but yeah it, it is not cheap mm. um and for being uh, an hour of ice every week um from september through april um it is not cheap um so they were uh, uh, uh providing ice um f for us um we ended up getting in cahoots with um uh, Bernie Federko, who is a blues alumni, um, through the Healthy Vision Association. Um, and they are a great sponsor for us, and they are now um, paying for our ice. Um, it ha This isn't said, um, but sin since it it's kind of the vibe that I've gotten off of the blues at this point, um, I will not discredit anything that they have done for us because they have been an amazing organization for us. What I've found is that I think with us having a core group of about 10 or 12 people, um, we don't have a full uh, travel team. And that's most of blind hockey at, at the moment. Right. Um, and the fact that it's such a fledgling sport still in uh, the lower 48 and just the U.S. in general, because uh, it started in the Northeast and uh, Canada. Um, and they Canada's been playing since the 70s. Um, that um, they want us to grow a little bit. Um, that, that, that the Blues want us uh, uh, to grow a little bit before um, they invest a, a a little bit more in us because there are other teams like us in St. Louis, like special hockey warrior hockey that are much, much, much larger. Um, that, um, the blues are more involved with. Um, so that's the, the kind of the vibe. I don't want to put words in their mouth, but that's kind of the vibe that I'm reaching or the, that, that I'm getting. But, um, when we have asked for support, um, like putting on tournaments for the, the disabled hockey festival and the, um, the, uh, blind hockey summit, um, they have de uh, stepped up. So I, I, I th they have been great so far. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And one, one way they've stepped up a lot is, uh, obviously getting to play at the enterprise center, which was, way back when we were starting but um that ice time we've gotten is is at the centene uh, community ice center yes. where the blues practice was just an amazing facility that's that's been really good um that, like i said that's that's been through the healthy vision foundation and bernie Viderco, but but still it's it that's been an amazing facility and um uh wouldn't turn that down um ever sure Absolutely. Yeah, and I know in general, you know, blind hockey is still such a very new sport in the U.S. here, and so certainly wish, you know, your group there and all the teams that have popped up, you know, quite a few over the, just the last few years around the country, wish them the best of luck, and, you know, hopefully we can actually have teams playing against each other and in regular competition throughout the year, and 
uh, it's it's definitely exciting to have, have kind of witnessed here and certainly you know hope for a lot of cool things to come so let's transition to uh, beat baseball which is uh, my sport the, the sport I played the most definitely most biased and, and passionate about and so I know the gateway archers are still a fairly new team there in the st. Louis uh, area and so I know there used to be the the firing squad the st. Louis firing squad and I'm curious is there any kind of uh, connection between that you know former team and, and the archers as far as players or coaches or Kyle I guess if you want to take that one yeah, there's a couple uh, players that used to play on the firing squad. Uh, Kim Blumenthal and her uh, daughter, um, Mari, who helped out, um, and Leah McCoy. Um, but the, the firing squad isn't really a team anymore. Um, and so as they were kind of folding, the archers were starting. Um, and uh, so Kim and Mari and Liam... Uh, made the jump over to the archers, uh, which we are glad to have them for sure. Gotcha. Very cool. And I guess we can stick with you, Kyle. Uh, just talk to me about your beatball career. I know, you know, very quickly become, uh, in my opinion, one of the, the stars of the game. Uh, I follow the beatball nation on Facebook quite a bit and uh, see your name pop up, you know, uh, quite a bit here and there so uh just kind of if you want to sum up your career and also talk about uh, what you enjoy most about people so earlier i mentioned like uh through some of the different programs i was in um i got exposed to beatball um and knew it was a thing and but there just wasn't the opportunity to play um a lot of the blind sports um were through missouri school for the blind and such like and stuff like that and um, we were always in public school, um, so we didn't get that opportunity growing up. Um, but a couple of years later, um, I uh, knew some of the blind people here in St. Louis and started hearing about this um, group called Mind's Eye, which are a they they are a reading radio service based out of Illinois, um, but they serve um, the metro St. Louis area. Um, and they offer a radio, radio reading service. Um, but one of the side things they do on the side is a beat baseball fundraiser tournament over the summer. And, um, I had participated in a couple of those and one summer, um, I think it was 2018 or so, um, a couple of us blind players, including Liam, uh, including Kim, Chad Dillon, Richard Crussell, and a couple of us uh, got a team together of basically mostly blind players and showed up at the Mind's Eye event. And we told all of our family and friends that showed up, won't be done by noon, won't be all day. Uh, just have fun, eat some food, drink some drinks, enjoy yourselves. Uh, and we went all the way to the championship game. Uh, and the championship game played several extra innings and were done by like five or 6 PM. Wow. <laughs> uh, instead of noon, like we were anticipating, uh, we ended up losing unfortunately, but that's when it really kind of clicked with myself and Chad and a couple of our, a couple of the other players that I think we have something here and mind's eye, um, really noticed too. And Chad started talking with mind's eye and Jason Frazier and Mike Curtis um, and, uh, 
through 2019 and into 2020, they started working on it. Um, and in 2020, they beginning of 2020, before the pandemic, they like announced that the archers were going to be a thing um, and um, that they were coming to tournaments and um, look out for the archers. Obviously, the pandemic hit and the 2020 season wasn't what it was originally going to be. Um, but uh, we came back in 2021 and participated in the tournaments then. Um, I wasn't on the team at that point um, through 2020 because uh, I was focused on working, uh, trying to find my job and working on that side of things. Sure. And it came around to 2021 and I was like, screw it. If I find a job, I find a job, but I really want to play beatball because um, this was uh, almost a year now of sitting at home, not being able to get out and um, uh, be active and such. And so I was like, I'm, I'm going to play beatball. If we're going to have these tournaments over the summer, I'm going to play. And my job needs to take a backseat because I need to get out of <laughs> get out of my house. Oh yeah. Uh, and literally that about that time, March of 2021, I signed a contract for the archers. I signed a contract for my job. Uh, like everything I wanted to happen happened. Um, it's like I'm having the best March and April of my <laughs> life. <laughs> so that yeah, that was amazing. Um, yeah, we, we, I started in 2021 with archers, um, and we practiced like crazy. Um, I think we, we practiced probably the most of any team, any people team, uh, for a long time, we were practicing twice a week, Mm -hmm. uh, and the archers, we try and limit it, um, to local uh, players here in St. Louis. So we can practice that much. A lot of teams practice maybe once a month, maybe once a quarter or so when they can get all their team, all their players from out of town in town. Um, so that's one advantage we had. We, we meshed really well together very quickly. And that practice time really, um, helped us work out a lot of kinks and get going a lot faster than most teams can go. And so, uh, in 2021, we, uh, didn't really win a whole lot at the regional tournaments. Um, we won our first couple games at a like small uh, tournament local here in Champaign, Illinois. Um, but when we came to the World Series, we were really ranked underdogs. Um, we were ranked 17th out of 19 teams, and we ended up placing in ninth place. Uh, and we, our goal was to finish top 10. And so we made it. Wow. Um, and, and so of course this next year we have to have bigger goals and, and now, now the goal is we got to finish top five. So we'll, we'll see if we can make that this year. Um, we haven't been practicing twice a week. It's only been once a week this year, but I, I still think we have, uh, something that most teams don't in our practice schedule and our work ethic and our, um, cohesiveness as a team that you just can't get when you're only practicing once a month or, or less. Um, so I really, I really like our, our chances this year to do well at the world series in Beaumont, Texas, which is coming up in, um, a couple months. So we're all excited. Absolutely. Yep. And I'm curious in terms of, uh, you know, batting versus fielding, do you enjoy one aspect more than the other? Do you think you're better at one, uh, you know, one, aspect of the game compared to the other um i think my stats reflect 
of that I am maybe better at defense. Um, I think I, of course, everyone wants to get up there and hit a home run. Um, I, I definitely like batting um, more. I've been working on my swing and working on my mechanics and um, had a good tournament in Athens, Georgia uh, a month ago. Um, and got on the offensive and defensive um, all-stars. Um, but uh, hitting hitting is a tricky, tricky uh, proposition sometimes in beatball. Sometimes you just don't connect with your pitcher. And nope. if you don't connect with your pitcher, you're not going to hit. Um, so it's, it's kind of just syn- synchronicity. You got to be, be on the same page. Um, but yeah, a lot of the tournaments I've been in, I, I play up front, um, short, right, um, opposite Richie Kressel on short left. And we make a, uh, impressive wall up there. You have to get it past us. If you want to get a run, if you're not going to hit it past us, you're not going to get a run. <laughs> so we, we play some good defense up there and, not. uh, I never really knew that I could, um, do that uh like i they i sort of volunteered myself I was like i'll i'll play up front and i didn't really know that i had a knack for playing defense like a like i can but uh i guess i hear the ball pretty well and uh i try and get it get the ball as fast as i can so um doing my best out there leaving it all in the field Definitely. I know you did. Uh, I believe you did get me out one time. I was playing on the Braille Bandits at that tournament mm-hmm. in Athens, and I'm pretty sure uh, you know there was a video that uh, someone took, and Jason commented, he's like, yeah, you know, if you hit it near Kyle, you're <laughs> bound to get yeah. out. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> yeah. Between, between you and the Braille Bandits and the, the Long Island Bombers did not like me in the World Series last year. They hit like a half a dozen or more balls to me. That's and right. We're all taking a picture, <laughs> and I, I barely made it out of that crowd of people. They did not like me. <laughs> Definitely not. Nope. <laughs> um, Sean, as far as your experience with beatball, talk to me about that. Yeah, so uh, my first foray into beat baseball was uh, that summer tournament with Kyle and Mind's Eye um, and a couple stuff before we were uh the archers uh we were the redbirds and the misfits and <laughs> and a whole 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 bunch of, of of stuff but uh i um have joined the archers for this year i'm going to the um the world series um beyond that um I don't know how much I can do in the fact that um working in retail um especially Apple retail where it is busy all the time and it is almost 100% people on deck um on ship for every single day because it is so busy um I have to submit all of my time off and all that kind of stuff and I was accepted for time off for blind hockey tournaments and the world series. And that's it. So I don't know that I can continue uh, doing beat baseball if I'm not going to all the practices and all that kind of stuff. Um, but, um, if they ever need me like for their fundraiser tournaments and all that kind of stuff, world series, uh, that I can probably swing, but, um, 
no pun intended to swing. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know I'm bad. Um, but um, I have enjoyed my time with the archers, even though be- be- baseball in general is not my first love. It's, f- it-, it is and will always be hockey. Um, but um, I-, I have very much enjoyed my time in uh, just an- another team sport. It's, 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 as we've said, it's team sports are, are king and being able to provide that with blind hockey and and be a part of mind's eye who's giving that uh, to people that weren't and usually aren't able to experience that in school and, and such um because they're usually left out of of that kind of stuff that's there's nothing better absolutely well said i know speaking of mind's eye i just want to give them a, a shout out myself i know uh this podcast has been airing on the Mind's Eye radio uh, network, so really appreciate the opportunity to, to speak to all the listeners out there. Shout out to all the Mind's Eye listeners uh, to this podcast. Really appreciate the support. And uh, Kyle, I, I understand you did win some type of award uh, through this, this Mind's Eye event, and uh, I know there was a video of, uh, I believe, Adam Wainwright, the longtime Cardinals pitcher, kind of sent you a message if you just want to talk about that yeah uh last year in 2021 um i got defensive rookie of the year uh for that year's world series um and they uh recognized me at the mind's eye soiree um a couple months ago um and they as as I was giving my uh, little speech and accepting uh, accepting it, and uh, they played a video of Adam Wainwright congratulating me uh, for a job well done and the rookie of the year, and uh, he was wishing wishing the archers good luck, and um, that was really cool. I had no idea that they cooked up that. Um, and I, I was surprised. So that was, that was really great. Definitely. Yeah. Wayne, Wainwright's one of my favorite Cardinals. Um, he's a great athlete and a great role model and it's good to hear encouragement and, uh, uh, congratulations from him. And it was interesting on the, uh, other end of it. Um, I was told that something was happening, um, at, at the soiree um i was never told um but it was my task to get uh one or both of my parents to come um because they weren't planning on coming they were just planning on dropping kyle off uh and i was like uh, i'm gonna need to know something is <laughs> what is actually going on for like like t- to tell them what's going on that they need to come right. and everything uh so yeah it's it's uh it's uh that was interesting on on back end, but I'm glad that Kyle enjoyed it and everything. So, oh yeah, and I mean just that connection between you know professional sports, professional athletes, you know, kind of like the St. Louis Blues and the Blind Hockey Club, and then you know seeing this this connection with Adam Wainwright and the Archers and Kyle. I mean, you just you gotta love that overlap and that support, you know, of adaptive mm-hmm. sports, that that recognition. So all super cool yeah. stuff. And the the Cardinals don't really sponsor us, the Gateway Archers. We get some money from uh, Cardinals Cares, I think it is. Um, 
but uh but yeah just just to see that recognition from a cardinals player is really good um but i mean if the anyone from the cardinals are listening they want to sponsor the gateway archers we're always open <laughs> go for it right <laughs> yeah cool all right just a couple other quickies before we wrap up here um just kind of wrapping up on adaptive sports have you guys tried other sports uh, that you've enjoyed or are there other adaptive sports that uh, you'd like to try and sean we can go to you on that one yeah actually a couple three actually um so um i like goalball um i would like to eventually play maybe um because when I have played, um, I have been told uh, that I, I I am good. Whether that's actually true, I don't know. But um, I'd like to play that eventually. I did go to an adaptive sports day um, month or so ago. No, early this month, and we played blind tennis, hmm. and that was actually really fun. Um, not that I want to like actually go crazy and do it but hey it was fun one thing i am getting into me and liam mccoy who plays on the archers and blind hockey um he and i um have been getting into golf um and blind golf sure um which um for me is kind of like blind hockey there's it's very very minimally adapted um like gameplay wise, there's like different scoring stuff that I, I'm not full fully informed about, but like, like gameplay wise, the only difference is that you can ground your club in a sand trap. Um, side people can't do that. Um, other than that, it's normal golf. And I, I like it because it's, it's the complete opposite of hockey. Hockey is a very fast paced, intense, um, hundred percent, all day all night game golf is a very um casual um have some fun with your friends um make fun of them and laugh laugh as well when all of us make bad shots um so if there's anyone in the st louis area or anyone that wants to get in touch with me with blind golf um looking for connections because liam and i want to get into it Awesome. Yeah, I have uh, had some some folks from uh, the USBGA, United States Blind Golf Association, on this podcast, and I, I know there are you know quite a few tournaments around the country, and I feel like it's kind of one of those growing sports as well. Yep. And Kyle, how about you? Uh, obviously, I've played goalball a little bit, um, and uh, I think that's mostly it specifically for adaptive sports um that i've specifically tried i don't know that i would be interested in goalball mostly from time commitment wise i'm already uh pretty busy um at the moment but um i also do a little bit of through the achilles chapter here in st louis oh yeah um we do some running um and Achilles is um, basically adaptive running for people that want to run. If you're blind, you get a guide. You can walk if you're if that's if that's more your speed, um, or if you're uh, in a wheelchair, um, you can do roll uh, or hand cycle uh, or whatever um, gets you to move out there. 
Um, but Achilles is a great uh, organization too. So we have a St. Louis chapter that a good handful of us um, yeah. run with or walk with or whatever. Um, so that's that's another outlet for me too. Um, but yeah, I, I I'm pretty busy at the moment with with all the Achilles and uh, archers and blind hockey um stuff uh so i so, something will have to give for another sport uh <laughs> yep. I, I don't know what yep. it would be at this point uh yeah but uh yeah and i i'm just i'm just always interested to see uh what may start up here in st louis i think there are rumblings of maybe a goal ball team but i <laughs> we'll don't see. think i'm allowed to talk about that <laughs> quite yet uh i'm, I'm always uh, excited to see more opportunities out there um as we've mentioned on multiple occasions, it's more the better and the more ac- activities there are for people um, to be, to get involved in and the more opportunities there are, the better. Absolutely. Um, as far as music, I understand both of you guys have uh, played guitar, I believe. Yeah. Uh, I started playing uh, guitar, mainly bass guitar when I was 12, 11. Oh gosh, it's been way too long. Oh God, I'm old. Um, but um, I'm not that great. Um, currently trying to take lessons to get better. Um, but yeah, bass guitar, electric guitar, acoustic guitar. Um, and I can get myself in trouble on drums, mainly playing one beat. Uh, and I can play one song on piano, but Kyle's much better than I am. <laughs> Kyle, talk to me about your musical career slash talents <laughs> yeah uh like sean said i'd been playing piano most of my life and singing basically all of my life wow um so i play piano at our church um and i play acoustic guitar as well and i can i can play the bass um sean says he's not no, good he's, he's he's better than me <laughs> Um, but I, I, I can make my way around the bass guitar if, if they really want, if someone really wants me to play it. We don't. Yes, you do. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we, we both, we both play at our church. Um, and that's uh, another activity we're involved with. Uh, so it's our, our schedules are really full all the time, but I, I love the music. Um, it's, it's obviously a different outlet and, and stuff like that, but um yeah it's it's great awesome nice and yeah so just to wrap up uh, officially here if you guys want to mention any kind of social media contact info where people can find you online uh sean go ahead yeah um i'm mainly on facebook um mainly because the blind hockey world for the most part is there and my family's there um, but you can find me Sean Bora S E A N B O R A H. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, um, I'm not there all that much, but, uh, at real underscore Parmesan, that's R E A L underscore P A R M E S E A N. Um, if you want to email me about blind hockey, um, or want to get in contact with me about blind golf, uh, you can just email me at uh, Sean, S-E-A-N, Bora, B-O-R-A-H-Z, as in zebra, at gmail.com. Awesome. And Kyle, how about you? 
Uh, yeah, I'm on Facebook and Twitter. Um, all of it's just under my name, uh, Kyle Bora, K-Y-L-E, and same last name, B-O-R-A-H. Um, like Facebook is, uh, that's where I share a lot of the, more of the sports stuff. Um, I reshare a lot of our archers content and, and stuff like that. And, uh, my Twitter is a little bit more tech focused, um, stuff like that. Um, but some, some sports does creep in there occasionally might retweet the blues and stuff like that. Um, yep. yeah, you can follow me on social media there. And if you're in the St. Louis or Missouri, uh, area and want to get um uh connected with mind's eye or the archers um look us up on social media too um and uh the blues we have a f- twitter um and website for our hockey team too uh it's stlbbhc uh, which stands for st louis blues blind hockey club dot org um yeah, dot com. Yeah, yeah, dot com. And our blind hockey Twitter is blues b l u e s blind b l i n d h k y. Um, and you can also find blues uh, at uh, the St. Louis Blues Blind Hockey Club on Facebook. Be sure to follow the Eyes Free Sports podcast at facebook.com slash eyesfreesports and on Twitter at eyesfreesports. Sports.